On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. It is so good to be chatting with you. And I know you could be doing a thousand other things right now, but I'm so glad, I'm so grateful that you press play on this episode because I want to provide value to you. And I know that's what you're expecting, just to kind of touch base a little bit and be encouraged and be inspired in some way in your life. So thank you so much for checking in and hanging with me while my husband and I were out of the country. We were gone about a month. And if you know, I've, the last five episodes have been Brainy Boost. I've been reading from the Choose to Think devotional, which is subtitled Find Peace, Joy, Hope, Health, and Freedom Every Day. I'm very excited about what's coming down the pike on the podcast. I have so many wonderful interviews, some scheduled, some already in the tank, and they are astounding. As God would have it, I've partnered with a media agency, and they are sending so many stellar people my way. I'm just like thrilled doing backflips over it because these are folks who have been around their seasoned Christians. They are passionate about their faith and they want to talk about it. They want to share what they're doing in their lives. They want to impart lessons learned to you. On the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast, we really try hard to connect the dots between our personal Christian faith and the practical application of it. In other words, what does it really mean to take our thoughts captive? What does it really mean to walk with a renewed mind? What does it really mean to have the mind of Christ? And so every episode, we try to unpack some little element of that. And certainly, we can choose to think in every single aspect aspect of our life. And I try to keep that into four buckets. As you know, sometimes you'll hear us talk about our health. Whether you're 20 or you're 70, you want to be fit. You want to be fabulous in, in with your health. So we start with our thoughts, which impact our feelings and emotions, which in turn impact our mindsets, our moods, our attitudes, and also drive us into action. So we talk about all those things and health is a one of those buckets that we definitely don't want to miss. You have brain cells in your gut for crying out loud. So we want to be mindful of the food that we're eating and are we are we providing our brain with the very very best foods? to give it energy and to strengthen it and to, to have clarity as we think. Are we doing that? Are we keeping our bodies strong? Are we exercising? Are we drinking plenty of water, avoiding sugar and high fat foods, processed foods, eating organic? That's just one little element that if we start doing that, if you start doing that, it will impact every area of your life. And then we also talk about our relationships. We want to choose to think when it comes to our relationships. Boy, I'm on a learning curve for that one. Just recently married and I have to really think about, choose to think about what thoughts I'm going to engage. 
and how I'm going to present myself. Thank the Lord. My husband is so gracious to me and patient with me as I continue to, as we really together continue to solidify our union and, and advance and grow together and do life together as a married couple. So there's the relationship and it may not just be with the spouse. You know, I was single for a whole lot of years. So I know that we have many important relationships in our lives. It could be with our family. You have friends who are so dear to you. Maybe you have adopted like not your own children, your friend's children, and and you've adopted them. You have, you have colleagues, you have other moms and dads and nanas that you rub shoulders with at the ball field who knows but relationships are so important and we want to choose to think when it comes to our relationships otherwise we may so easily be sabotaged and up just turned upside down all because we're thinking something that may not be true or we're thinking something that is unhealthy or that steers us in the wrong direction Sometimes when it comes to my husband, I'm like, why am I thinking this thought in terms of sometimes I project on him what I think he might be thinking. And it's cumbersome to do that. And it's bulky. And it it's a roadblock of sorts, or it's just a stumbling block, I guess I could say. And it keeps us from you know, it's like, why am I doing his thinking for him? And why am I assuming this? And why am I going there in my mind? So this whole relationship thing and choosing to think in terms of marriage is fascinating to me. And I'm so excited about how God's going to grow me in this area because I've not been pressed here in a long time. And I'm just thrilled to be doing this together and and walking this out with him and then of course we have our finances right and we could also call say that in in addition to our finances i like to put into that bucket our calling the calling that god has on your life what are you what are you dreaming about what are you longing to do what are you doing to serve others how are you getting your tank filled when it comes to creativity what are you passionate about and what are you gifted at? You know, those things that you, you, I, one of my, my daughters-in-law, one of them, she can work a puzzle. I'm talking about a jigsaw puzzle in three hours, a hard, complex, like, what are they? Thousand piece puzzles. Can you, can you picture that? Can you imagine that working that in? Well, I think she said under four hours, she worked one recently that boggles my mind. She has an uncanny ability to put pieces together. I, she sees it. She has a vision for it. It would take me like um, weeks, months to get those pieces together. I look at one piece and I'm like, oh no, and mm, no, it doesn't fit here. And oh, pressing there and mm, doesn't work. But she's just gifted at that. What is your gifting? What are you called to do? And what are your thoughts about your gifting, your dreams, your life pursuits, those areas where you have so much fun? What are your thoughts about about that? And what are you pursuing these days in order to enhance that and to bless others with that gift that God has given to you? So we've got to choose to think when it comes to our finances, our the way we make money, the way we 
walk into our calling, step into that. And the, I, you know, the idea for me is to connect the, to be able to make money doing what I absolutely love. They call that, they don't even call that work, right? And I don't really look at my work as work, work. I always say that my work is my worship, even whether I'm teaching Spanish on a college campus or busy around the house or doing this podcast, writing, whatever it may be, that's my ministry. That's my worship because I want to do it all unto the Lord. And I know that you do too, but sometimes our thoughts play interference there and we have to really be mindful of our thoughts because they can actually prevent us from stepping forward. We can have so much fear about writing that book or fear about meeting that new person, fear about putting ourselves out there on social media that we, it, it, all it does is keep us stuck in a state of inertia. We go nowhere. Is that you? Well, choosing to think is a big part of that and you can switch your thought patterns you can switch your thoughts it can be done i promise you and then the fourth bucket that we deal with after we have our relationships we have our passions our giftings our calling our finances and we have um our health after all of those then we are also concerned about our faith and we have to choose to think when it comes to our faith and that's where I try hard on the show, and I know you count on me for this, to connect those dots, like I said a moment ago, to, to say, okay, we're not perfect Christians. We're not Sally Super Christians. That's not who we were called to be. We serve the one who was perfect, but we are not in and of ourselves perfect. Yet sometimes even in our faith, we just have this mindset or attitude like we're bored or it's not worth it or is God really there or... Why isn't he speaking to me or revealing himself to me? We can have all of those sorts of thoughts, which are healthy to identify, certainly. And But we also want to be mindful of thoughts that lead us in the wrong direction, like God doesn't love me. God's not here for me. God doesn't care about me. He created me, but gosh, I don't like the way I look, or I don't like the way I speak. I don't like the way I engage with other people. Or God is not really a good God, a good father, because look what he allowed to happen in my life. We could go for hours talking about all of those thoughts that they're absolutely important to acknowledge and identify, critical really, because we want to be transparent and honest to our fathers. I mean, our father, our heavenly father, we want to, and as well as our earthly parents, we want to be transparent, really Um, and honest and open and authentic to everyone but God already knows how what we're thinking and what those thoughts are anyway even before they come to to us and before we utter them he knows them and he knows those about you so it's okay to tell him how you feel and be honest about that but sometimes those thoughts really do lead us into dark places. And that's why we try to tackle those too. So all these guests that I have coming up for you on the podcast, in one way or another, we're going to talk about our thoughts in those areas. These folks are overcomers. They are people who are stepping into their God-given dream and calling and They're a beacon for the Christian faith. They're in the world of media. Some of them are authors. They are directors or actors in movies. 
And these aren't just everyday movies, so to speak. They are movies that are getting a lot of national and international attention. And I'm so grateful. I feel so blessed that these folks can be on the show and can speak to you and share with you some of their insights in how they make their Christian faith practical in in or just how they do it, how they do life, and how they overcome any type of negative or toxic thinking along the way. So stay tuned. And again, thank you so much. I'm, I want to recap a little bit about our trip because I, I feel like I'm just out of touch and maybe you don't know everything that's going on in my life, but God has just been so, so good. And I say that carefully because I, I don't want you to think I'm the person who's just going around all the time saying, God is so good, God is so good, even though I probably do that and I do believe that. I don't try to put it in people's faces or because I know that you may be in a hard season right now or this may be a tough time for you or maybe you're transitioning. You know, those transitions are tough. You go from having a menstrual cycle and not having one, that is tough, you go from launching your fifth kid out of your home, that is tough. Even if you have a new grandbaby, something that's so delightful and awesome and good, there's still a transition involved there and it's tough. So there are so many transitions, transitions from losing the, you know, the loss of a loved one in your life. These things are not easy. So I always want to be mindful of the fact that I'm speaking to so many different people. The podcast is listened to in over 50 countries. And I don't know your story necessarily. I know some of you, but I don't know all of you. And I don't know your stories. And I always want to be gentle and kind and and empathetic when it comes to exactly what it is that you may be going through. Because we all have hard times. And But I just want to say that right now I want to praise our Heavenly Father because he has shown me such amazing grace. And, you know, I can look back on my faith journal and the things that I've recorded. And by the way, if you don't keep a faith journal, let me encourage you to do so. Because when your faith wanes or when you feel like you need to increase your faith, you know, our faith apparently is kind of like a muscle. And the more we engage that muscle, the more we engage those thoughts, remind ourselves of the times God is so miraculously or even in ordinary ways illustrated and shown himself to us the more we we ponder that and think about that and remember that and rehearse those kind of positive life-giving energetic thoughts the more we are we are building ourselves up in a sense and the more we are focused properly on God and we can encourage our own hearts just like David did in the Psalms. He encouraged his heart uh, uh, regarding God's past deeds for him. It's a powerful tool that we have and that we can engage in, that we can actually do every day. We can praise God. Matter of fact, Jim and I, my husband Jim and I, were recently challenged to stop asking God for anything. Stop petitioning him just for one week. Can you imagine? 
because I go to God every like, God, can you help me with this? God, I'm thinking, God, please, please, Father, can you show me? Lord, I need your help. You know, like da 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 da, just over and over and over from the from the easiest things like trying to move into this house and get things organized, and I it can be so overwhelming, and I just look at all these dishes and the spoons and okay, where am I gonna? How am I gonna arrange the pantry and Right now, today, I'm dealing with all the cleaning supplies in some of the closets and trying to arrange everything there and categorize things and pile like items here and, okay, what do we need? What can we discard and what's old and what's not working? And it feels like, you know, decluttering, you know, when you declutter, that's what moving feels like to me because you have this unique opportunity to face every single item in your house. And I mean, every single item and do something about it. You keep it, you toss it, you donate it. And so I've been doing that. And it's just like my eyes are just like popped wide open all the time because I'm like, oh dear, which way to go? And so even something so simple as all these things you do every day, excuse me, your daily life, you probably ask God to intervene and help you along the way. I sure do. But to not do that for one week, just about had my hiney, I'm going to say it that way, because I, I didn't realize how much I petitioned God until I did that and was constantly asking him, help, help, help. And there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, the Bible is filled with, with people, individuals who brought their pleas, their requests, their petitions to God. We need to do that. He's our dad. He's our father. I mean, you like it when your children come to you or when a friend may come to you and ask for help. We, we like that. We enjoy that. We engage in that. And we certainly want to help. But the purpose of the challenge was to hold back and to only, only thank God and praise him. So I got really clever on this. And there was a point when I wanted to petition on behalf of one of my children. And instead of asking, I began to say who God was. I began to speak his names. God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer. Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh, the provider. God, you are the one who gives us strength. It's by your spirit that we understand things and you comfort us with your spirit. Thank you for being with us 24-7. You get the picture here? Suddenly I reversed the focus and it was all on God, not on my asking, but all on God, praising him, thanking him, showing and expressing appreciation and gratitude for who he is and what he's done. Looking back on, you know, Lord, you demonstrated yourself to me when I had that flat tire. Thank you for always being there with me and opening a door for me. Father, you have given us a divine interruption. We didn't expect to wait for an extra hour for this bus in this country, in this city, waiting on the side of a, a, a curb, a street curb at 5.45 a.m. in the morning, waiting, and the bus isn't coming. We didn't expect that, but it's a divine interruption from you. We didn't expect to miss a plane, Father, but you had another plan for us on that day. Thank you that you are involved in every... I think you get the picture of what I'm trying to say. It's just shifting to praising him. And that was such a powerful thing to do. So just catching up, I wanted to say that 
I feel like God has been so good to, to my husband and me. We had a wonderful trip. We traveled to Peru and we were there for a, about three weeks, I think. And then we landed in Texas for another five days for a, a Life on Fire. It's called The Abundance. It's a Christian conference. It's a like a business thing. So we landed there on the tail end of that and it was equally rewarding. But the the time that we had was really without wrinkle for the most part and every step of the way God guided us and he was there and I have I have some stories that are that I'll share over the coming weeks of how he met us right where we were and he was orchestrating every step and it was just such a blessing to be able to see these be- this beautiful beautiful country that God created the majesty of Peru it has it's so diverse geographically it is diverse ecologically it is diverse the the weather the animals that you can go from the ocean to the cold and cloudy Lima the capital of Peru is Lima and it's on the the Pacific coast because Peru is the third largest country in South America and it's below the equator, so it's kind of south. You can think of it's near Ch- um, Chile and Bolivia in that area. And it has the tropical zone up on the north side closer to the equator. And then it has the desert in the in the southern side where the Atacama Desert is the driest desert in the world. Matter of fact, I think it only has about 30, 30 minutes total per year of rain. The mountains are rocky. The you've got streams, you've got cold climates. Matter of fact, we we climbed a mountain called Rainbow Mountain or La Montaña de Colores. It's a colorful mountain because of all the mineral deposits and how they're exposed and how they kind of trickle down. They almost stripe this really tall mountain and it's 17,000 feet above sea level. That's the highest I've ever been in my life. Denver, Colorado, I think is coming in at 5,000 feet above sea level. If that gives you any idea of, of just how high we were. All the sights that we saw were absolutely astounding. So as I was researching for today's psalm, which happens to be Psalm 65, and I want to read to you Psalm 65. It is, it's, it's beautiful, but it's filled with praise and talking about how God answers prayer, talking about how God forgives our our missteps, our sin, our transgressions. It talks about those who choose, I always like to pick up on the word choose, those who choose to live near God's courts or to stay focused on Him, be mindful of Him. It talks about how God actually answers with so many deeds he does so many things on our behalf he saves us for one and he's he he throws our sins to the farthest of seas and the deepest of places never to be remembered again it talks about his creative powers and abilities and just as i was reading this and prepping for today i was reminded of all the sights that i saw and how the earth really is filled with his wonders just based on our travels to peru It was so stunning. There were waves of the ocean hitting against the cliffs. There are terraces on the mountains where abundant crops grew like corn and potatoes. 
There were carts piled high with colorful fruits of every variety and vegetables that you just can't imagine. Just picture the beauty of the colors alone as they're all stacked up like that. There were stunning sunsets and sunrises, quinoa growing and flocks of sheep and llama and alpaca were everywhere. And you know, I thought from the ancient of days, there was God revealing himself through nature. There were abundant provisions. And you know, it made me long to give thanks and to praise him. You know what I'm talking about? Do you ever just feel so welled up inside yourself with gratitude? Oh yeah, Rico's getting it right now. By the way, I've got another dog now. His name is Smokey. So I've got two. I've got big, humongous Smokey. He's huge. I'm in a new office, so the acoustics are. Ready. I'm getting ready, ready, or getting used to so many things. There's so many adjustments in my life, and all this to say, Psalm 65 is filled with so many amazing one-liners. You're gonna love it because they they pack a punch. Every single every single one packs a punch, and it's as if to say, "Thank you, God." Thank you, God. Thank you, God. No matter if I'm struggling today with my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts, I thank you, God, for this. No matter if I don't feel well, I thank you, God, for this, that you are my healer. If I don't feel like I have the finances or I don't know which way to turn or I can't pay the bills, God, thank you that you are my provider. And Father, when I'm alone, when I'm lonely, even in a crowd, even in my family, when I'm lonely in my home, when I feel like I don't have anybody, God, I thank you and I remember that you are my comforter, that you are with me and that I can step into your presence. I thank you that Jesus Christ made the way for that. Not only did he make the way for forgiveness of my sin, but he made the way for me to enter into your presence without fail and without reservation. I don't have to hold back. You don't have to hold back. You can rush right into his arms today. So that's kind of a all around the board catch up for what's going on in my life, things that have happened. I look forward to sharing with you other little snippets from our Peru trip as we continue forward. I'm working so hard to bring to you guests who are going to bless your heart, motivate you, and charge you up. You're a brain changer. Your thoughts matter. They change your gray matter, so to speak. They change your brain, your brain. And you are willing to say, you know what? I am going to choose to think when it comes to my health, my emotions. If you're feeling a little bit depressed like I was, if you suffer from acute depression like I did, God, your thoughts, oh my heavens, thinking new thoughts are the total way out of that. And if you want more information on that, you want a thought strategy session with me to help you through that, because my goodness, you talk about getting my engines revved. That's where I've been, and I got a lot to share on that. I've got a lot to help you overcome that so that you can ditch that depression forever and you can start walking in that joy and peace that maybe you've been robbed of lately i can help you well god does all the heavy lifting here but i can share my experience and encourage you and give you tips and tricks to help you turn that around i am so passionate about that i have method i have a seven prong method that works it is it works and i am the poster child for that and i would love to share with you how that works you can schedule a 
free thought strategy session with me, 60 minutes. It's complimentary, and we can you can kind of get a taste of if you'd like to work with me because I am a certified Christian life coach, and I can help you isolate those thoughts. We can we can drill down on them together, and help you to pivot and change your thought patterns. And reach out to me at Choose to Think at gmail.com. I get those emails, or you can visit my website. It's Choose to Think. Dot co that's co and it is the number two in both of those addresses so please give a shout out visit visit me for that if you need extra help but I know that like I was saying it's in every other area of our health our wealth and finances and our calling in the bucket of our faith our relationships those four areas we want to choose to think so I'm going to close out this particular episode with Psalm 65 be blessed God bless you and thank you so much for tuning in Psalm 65 the NIV version praise awaits you our God in Zion to you our vows will be fulfilled you who answer prayer to you all people will come when we were overwhelmed by sins you forgave our transgressions blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts we are filled with the good things of your house of your holy temple you answer us with awesome and righteous deeds god our savior the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with flowers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. And this is the word of the Lord. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.